0: It's indeed a pleasure. It's an honor to be here uh, with my church family here on this morning. As we get in our message here today, we just first take time to give God his due. His honor, give him glory, and we give him praise. I want to... Reflect again and say again, it's a pleasure to be here with my church family. So how's it going with our relationship? I'm in love with you guys. Is it vice versa? Let us bow our heads. Dear Lord, in Jesus' name, Lord, we thank you for this day. Lord, we do, we give you honor, praise, and glory. Holy Spirit, I just ask that you uh, continue to be here. Lead me and guide me through this message, through this word. Cause me not to speak from my flesh, but be prompted and led by you through this message. Lord, touch hearts touch minds, touch souls with this word today. Cause it to affect a change in all of us. Cause your word to draw us closer to the cross. Cause it to cause us to draw closer to you, Jesus, because you're not dead, you're alive. And you're seated at the right hand of the Father interceding for us. So, Lord, we celebrate you and we celebrate the promise of everlasting life. We ask this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. As we get into our message today here coming from the book of John, St. John, the 8th chapter, beginning at verse 2. And we'll read through verse 12. Now, early in the morning, he came again into the temple, and all the people came to him. And he sat down and taught them. Then the scribes and Pharisees brought to him a woman caught in adultery. And when they had set her in the midst, they said to him, Teacher, this woman was caught in adultery in the very act. Now Moses in the law commanded us that such should be stoned, but what do you say? This they said, testing him, that they might have something of which to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down and wrote on the ground with his finger as though he did not hear. So when they continued asking him, he raised himself up and said to them, He who is without sin among you, let him throw a stone at her first. And again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground. Then those who heard it being convicted by their conscience went out one by one, beginning with the oldest, even to the last. And Jesus was left alone, and the woman standing In the midst, when Jesus had raised himself up and saw no one but the woman, he said to her, woman, where are those accusers of yours? Has no one condemned you? She said, no one, Lord. And Jesus said to her, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. Then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. So as we go into our message today, we, we set the background, seeing that this is the day after the Feast of Tabernacles. Keeping in mind that this is one of the, the three pilgrimage festivals including the Passover and the Pentecost but this was the day after and it says now early in the morning he came again into the temple and all the people came to him now they had been with him the day before and they were coming back to Jesus And I thought today in the midst of this message is caught up in Jesus. They were caught up in the teaching of Jesus. So we go back there in verse 37, in chapter 7 of St. John, it says, On the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. But this he spoke concerning the spirit whom those believing in him would receive for the Holy Spirit was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. And going back to our text today, and he sat down and taught them in chapter eight. Then the scribes and Pharisees brought to him a woman caught in adultery. And when they had set her in the midst, they said to him, teacher, this woman was caught in adultery in the very act. This woman was caught in sin. And she was caught up in sin. When you get caught up in sin, it's, it's like a well. You can get caught up in sin in a moment. In relationships with people, in different situations. This woman had not only gotten caught in sin, but she was Caught up in sin. But before this message is over, you'll see that Jesus gave her the opportunity to be caught up in him. And so it is with us. He always gives us the opportunity to be caught up in him. Somebody here today, you might be caught up in sin. Nobody knows about it. But you're caught up And you're trying to figure a way out. I have an answer. And that is Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And they said to him, teacher, this woman was caught in adultery in the very act. And these guys, these Pharisees and scribes, as you've seen in previous messages that has been taught, they're up to the same old tricks, trying to corner and trick Jesus, trying to make him look bad. I couldn't help it, but it just came to mind with me, the three stooges. (laughs) They just seem like stooges, always doing these silly things, trying to trip up Jesus they even called him teacher gave him respect and and honor but they didn't mean it They said now Moses and the law commanded us that such should be stoned but what do you say Now why are they asking him When people were caught in some type of sin or Uh, called in question, they were supposed to go before the Sanhedrin, the Pharisees, the scribes, the leaders, but here they were trying to put Jesus on the spot. Now, what do you say? They knew that if Jesus said, yes, she need to be stoned, they knew that the Romans had taken away the authority of the Jewish people to condemn someone to death. So he would be going in opposition against the Roman rule. And if he gave her mercy, then he would be going against the law of Moses. So they thought they had him. They thought they had him in a fit teacher, this woman was caught in adultery in the very act. Now Moses in the law commanded us that such should be stoned. But what do you say? And we go to Deuteronomy the 22nd chapter. Deuteronomy twenty. 20- Second chapter in the 23rd verse. And it reads: If a young woman who is a virgin is betrothed to a husband, and a man finds her in the city and lies with her, then thou shalt bring them both out to the gate of that city, and you shall stone them to death with stones. The young woman, because she did not crowd in the city, and the man because he humbled his neighbor's wife, so you shall put away the evil from among you. Using the law against Jesus. But where's the man at? (laughs) The law said that both were to be stoned. They conveniently had left the man out. They were trying to use the word to their advantage, taking it out of context. But both were to be stoned. And just the thought here on adultery in which she was caught. Proverbs 6 and 27 says, can a man take fire into his bosom and not be burned? Can he walk upon the hot coals and his feet not be seared? Adultery is not something to be played with. Young people, as you grow older, the sanctity of marriage is very important. This is a serious matter before the Lord. Jesus spoke in Matthew 12 and he spoke to the Pharisees, the scribes, to the people. He said, thou art an adulterous generation looking for a sign. This was running rampant during this time. The Pharisees and the scribes, they knew that the people were committing adultery on a regular basis. There was polygamy going on. Multiple divorces by people. Every little excuse or reason, men were getting divorces. And Jesus knew all of this, and they knew all of this. And while they were seeking to accuse him, to have something to accuse them, just using this woman as an object to get at Jesus. See, during the Old Testament times, the women were held in high esteem. But somewhere along the line, when it came down to the New Testament times, things had changed. Women couldn't speak to men out in public. They had to be heavily veiled. They couldn't take part in the temple worship. That was a special designated area for women, the court of women. Things had changed down through the years. But Jesus, he didn't say a word. He ignored their ignorance. Have you ever encountered someone or Or encountered people in which they are just saying these things and asking you this and that. And you know what they're up to. Do you ever just not even answer? And just kind of glaze over and look at them? I do. And they give me the same response. This odd response. You're awfully quiet. (laughs) And I just sit there and look at them. And this is similar what to what Jesus did. He stooped down and began writing on the ground with his finger as though he did not hear. Sometimes you just have to ignore ignorance. It's not worth the battle sometimes with people. Sometimes you just have to ignore the ignorance. Ignorance. So when they continued asking him, he raised himself up and said to them, he who is without sin among you, let him throw a stone at her first. You know, several, about three or four years ago, we went on vacation in Gatlinburg and we stayed in this cabin and it was, it was really nice. It was a couple of stories and, and the walls were glass. It was so nice. You could just look out at night and see out into the, to the woods and the forest. And as the sun came up one day, I was sitting there doing my, my Bible study and reading. And the Lord just put in my mind that if you're living in a glass house, don't throw stones. And that's what these guys were doing. They were living in a glass house and now they were ready to throw stones. Accusing her of the very sin that they were guilty of. But yet and still they were going to throw stones. And again he stooped down and wrote on the ground. Then those who heard it being convicted by their conscience, went out one by one, beginning with the oldest, even to the last. So we see that they began to be convicted, these Pharisees and and scribes. Keep in mind that there were a lot of people there, but in the text here it's talking about these who were accusing them. They begin to be convicted in their conscience, in their mind. They were guilty in their own mind. That's something when when you're convicted of something. In your conscience, you know you're guilty. And that's what they knew at this time. They knew that they were guilty, they were wrong for trying to condemn this lady. And Jesus was left alone and the woman standing in the midst. When Jesus had raised himself up and saw no one but the woman, he said to her, woman, where are those accusers of yours? Has no one condemned you? She said, no one, Lord. Jesus said to her, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. Jesus was giving her the opportunity to now get caught up in him. Jesus was speaking to her. Men didn't talk to women. He was speaking to her. She was one-on-one with Jesus. Are you caught up in Jesus? Have you had your one-on-one talk with Jesus? Has he invited you to be caught up in him? And now are you walking in him, loving in him, forgiving in him, but he gave her the opportunity. There was no condemnation. See, a lot of times we as church folk, man, we'll condemn people. We'll get saved, we're born again, and then we'll begin to put all these rocks in our sack, and we tote that bag around. And then we begin to point out other people's sin, we start hurling those rocks. Well, all of us from the youngest to the oldest here today, it's time for us to put those rocks down as we leave here today. Even if you came in today with some rocks in your bag, mad at somebody from this week or this morning, upset at somebody, condemning them. Let your rocks go. Be caught up in Jesus. See, at this time he said, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. If we'll go to Romans, the eighth chapter. Romans, the eighth chapter. And it reads, In verse one, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. He was letting her know that now there's no condemnation. She had had all of this guilt built up in her. The men had forcibly brought her to the temple. They made her come to the temple. They were going to have her sentence to death. Just think about it. This lady in her mind, oh, wow, I'm getting ready to die for the mistakes, the sins in my life while I was caught up in sin. But there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. I let my mind go back to years ago as a young man when I was falling asleep at the wheel after a night of long partying. partying. Home in the off season from playing professional ball. A lot of money and as I fell asleep at the wheel I'm sure Satan was saying I got him now. But God's grace and mercy That's what he extended to her, grace and mercy. Somebody here today, you've been just going around with this guilt about sin. Maybe you're caught up in sin. Jesus doesn't condemn you. Man may condemn you. People keep bringing up mistakes and sin from years ago in your life. Jesus wants you to know that you are not condemned. There's no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death for what the law could not do and that it was weak through the flesh God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh on account of sin. He condemned sin in the flesh that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh but according to the spirit. Jesus was now setting before her the opportunity To walk in the spirit. To stop walking in the flesh. To stop letting people cause her to get caught up in sin. He was setting before her life and death. As he said in Deuteronomy 30 in his word. As he spoke through Moses. On this day, I give you opportunity to choose life or death so that you will be blessed in the city and in the country, in your going out and in your coming in. Are you caught up in Jesus? Each day when you leave your home, do you sense that you're blessed going out? And when you come home in the evening, as you open the door, do you sense that you're blessed coming in? That's what he was setting before her. Don't worry about your past. He wanted her to go on and live. As we go back to John, the eighth chapter, as we close out our message Then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. God is light, and in him there is no darkness at all. Jesus came to fulfill the law, not to destroy the law and the prophets, but to fulfill it. In Jesus is life and life more abundantly. Jesus came that we might all have life and life more abundantly, but he wants us to be caught up in him. Young people, as you continue to grow in life, you have to understand that Satan wants to sift you like wheat, that he wants to destroy you. He doesn't want you to live into adulthood and in your golden years. You're on the right track. You're on the right path. But continue to be caught up In Jesus. You have an adversary. Anybody that has been born again. We are now a part of the royal priesthood. We are a peculiar people, a holy nation. And we are to show forth the praises of God because he has brought us out of darkness. And into his marvelous light. He is the light of the world. I don't know about you, but I'm walking in a marvelous light. Sometimes I just look in wonderment around in the sky and up at the clouds. And I look to the hills from whence cometh my help. And knowing that all my help comes from the Lord. We got to get caught up in Jesus. Stop looking back at past mistakes in your life and don't let others who don't care about you condemn you. Move forward and stop looking back. Stop being like Lot's wife and stopping to take a peek back at your misery, at your past of things that are gone on by. Because like her, as she turned into the pillar of salt, you won't be able to move forward. Jesus wants us all to move forward in our walk with him, to move forward and increase in our walk of faith. He does not want us to become stuck in our past, but instead to walk in victory right now. Don't worry about the past. Don't worry about the future. He wants us to focus on right now and to be caught up in him, acknowledging him in all of our ways, trusting in him, And when we do that, he shall always direct our paths. As the praise team prepares to come forward now, as always, we have the opportunity, you have the opportunity to present your prayer requests, to record them, and place them upon the cross. You have the opportunity to Go before the Lord in prayer with prayer partners here in the church. There's the opportunity to partake of the Lord's Supper at this time as well. Let us bow our heads. Dear Lord, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for this day. Lord, thank you for the opportunity once again to to preach your word. And I now ask that you bless us all from the youngest to the oldest. Help us to be caught up in you. Cause us to realize that when we make mistakes, if sin comes in our life, that it's okay because we're covered. We're redeemed by your blood, the blood that you shed for each and every one of us all of those who would have faith in you and believe on your name. We ask this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.